You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you writing or thinking about writing a book and dream about building your reputation as an authority in your field, but have no idea where to start? Unfortunately, many book authors with an incredible message to share sadly go unheard and never quite reach the level of exposure they'd hoped for. That is until now. The Author Platform Success Show will share key strategies on how to build the relationships and community that serves as the foundation for a powerful publicity platform, one that will support you in increasing your reach and book sales while helping you gain international recognition. Now, over to your host, Stacey Myers. Hi and welcome and I'm going to get straight in to telling you all about our guest today. And today we have Lisa Despain with us. Now Lisa's been in traditional publishing in the Christian genre since 1998. And in that time she's worked in almost every area of the publishing house. Database management, web development, editorial typesetting, ebook conversion, and even the distribution component of it. Lisa has written her own book called DIY ePublishing. Hi, Lisa, and welcome to the call. Hi, Stacey. Thanks for having me. It's my absolute pleasure, and I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today and learning more about ebooks. Ebooks are something that I recommend to my clients to write an ebook of their own in their area of expertise because it gives them great exposure, it's great for lead generation and it just gives them something else that they can offer to their people so that they can get a bit more related with them and learn more about them. So tell me, like why might um, so I've said a few things about why people might write an e-book. Why other reasons why might people want to write an e-book? I think one of the best things about e-books is it's really easy to get it to market compared to a print book. For a print book, you have to go into a lot of the logistics of your distribution, the typesetting, that kind of thing. With an e-book, it's a lot easier to get it out there, plus there's a lot fewer costs and it, accordingly a lot less risk. Okay, so if I've got an idea in mind for an e-book, like how long uh, should my e-book be? That's a great question. It really depends on the subject matter and the kind of the price point that you're looking for for your retail pricing. So as a for instance, if you have a book that's, let's say it's 100 pages long in Word, I would expect to get anywhere from $4.99, and this is U.S. dollars, which converts really nicely to um, Australian dollars and, and other um, currencies. Um, if you write that 100-page book, you can expect to price it somewhere between $4.99 and $9.99. Now, if you want something that's going to be on the higher end of that range, then I would add I would add more page count to that. I would, you know, add another couple hundred pages. Um, that's going to be a serious nonfiction book. A lot of the fiction that you see out there is 99 cents as a price point, for instance, and that could be any length. Um, fiction tends to price a little bit less than nonfiction, but um, the range on that could be literally anything, Nine, 9.99 price range up to 2.99, 4.99, and up up from there as well. Okay, and I know that you don't actually 
have to write a book. There are other things that people can upload to Kindle as an ebook, like white papers or reports or those kinds of things. What other, if we don't want to write a complete book, what other things can we upload to Amazon? Well, Amazon has some interesting rules with that. They've kind of redefined what public domain actually is. Used to be public domain meant anything that was written before 1926 would be in the public domain, um, as well as anything that the government produces is, is a public domain work. Amazon's changed that a little bit to say that public domain is anything that's also available on a website, even if the website is copyrighted. So you are a little bit limited on, on um, your royalty rates if you are publishing a public domain work. The royalty rates on Amazon are 70% for a regular book, non-public domain, plus a small delivery fee, and that's 70% of the retail price. Now, if you're uploading a public domain work, that drops to 35%, and at the same time, you can change your pricing to be basically anything at a 35% royalty rate. So that's just one one thing that you, you might need to know. Um, along with publishing anything on Amazon. If you are, for instance, taking taking something from your blog, maybe you've got a nice compilation of articles that you can repurpose into an ebook from your blog, you might have a little bit of that uh, public domain conflict with Amazon, but um, you know, you, you're more than welcome to get it out there and then just expect to have a slightly lower, lower royalty rate. It's absolutely a viable, viable product uh, to make though it's a, it's a great idea to do sure but instead of and absolutely nothing to do with public domain stuff if I was to write a white paper that wasn't on my blog I can I can upload that as an ebook correct that would be correct and as long as it doesn't appear for free anywhere else like on your on your own blog um, then that would be that would be eligible for the 70% royalty rate and this is something that it's it's kind of unusual with Amazon and something that I'm seeing them police now that they've not actually paid much attention to before. So that's just something to be aware of when you're working with them. Okay, sure. So it's just best to make sure that it's original content that you're putting up there. That is the best 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 method, absolutely. Okay, sure. And then you keep touching on these royalty rates. So can you go through, I know, um, Amazon kind of almost like to force you into a price range because you're going to get a higher royalty rate for those. Can you just um, speak through those three levels, please? Sure. Um, for Amazon, they range 70% um, with a small delivery fee if you price your book between $2.99 and $9.99. If you price it anywhere outside of that range, your royalty rate will drop to 35% with no delivery fee. For Barnes & Noble, they have the same range, it's $2.99 to $9.99, and you get a 65% royalty rate, and then outside of that range is 40%. iTunes has a really different pricing structure based on the print book price, but as a general rule, $2.99 to $9.99 is where you're going to want to price, even for iTunes, and they offer a 70% royalty rate. Okay, great. And so then 
Yeah, and it does kind of force people if they want to get the higher percentage to price their books in between two ninety nine, and then having a look at because I know myself I've bought a couple of two ninety nine books, and I personally think they that they weren't um, even worth that. They could have been really short, or there wasn't very much content in them, and I think that people are kind of need to be careful that even though they're not charging a huge amount for their books, that they still need to be quality. Mm, that's true. And and you'll see that a lot in your um, in the reviews on the books. You know, people will say, I got this book for free and it was a waste of my time. Or, you know, I mean, even free needs to be good enough to put out there. You want to put your, if you're going to put your name on something, it needs to be quality work. And, you know, hopefully quality, um, quality editorial and quality formatting too, you know, not just um, quality writing. So it's, it's, it's pretty important to get something out there that's actually worth somebody's time to read it. Sure. And then so just say I've written my book and then I want to get it up onto, say, Kindle, what's the best way to go about that? Like that's the service that you provide in your business, correct? That's correct. A lot of people take their Word doc and they upload it directly to Amazon. A lot of times that works out really well. Um, Amazon software will go through and kind of set things up for for the ebook, and you know that's for free. That's not going to cost you anything. It's really pretty simple to do. The catch is when you go to look at the book, you want to make sure that it's doing the things that you're expecting. So your your paragraphs need done. You don't want any unusual paragraph breaks. You want to double check your table of contents that it actually exists in the book. Sometimes those automatic conversions drop the table of contents, but that's an important piece of the book. You want to be able to see your cover, um, you know, anything that's in there that you expect to see on your Word doc, you want to see about the same thing on your on your Kindle file. So what happens when people upload their their books and they're just not happy with the way they look is they'll go out and they'll try to find somebody to do the formatting for them. Um, some of the places that I recommend people go for that is um, Elance, and I'm very active on Elance, and you can get a huge variety of range, price ranges and quality of work there, and, and then of course people come to me directly, and, and so I help them with that. Um, but basically what happens is that that file turns into HTML, and then the HTML turns into a Mobi file, which is the file type that Amazon wants to have. Okay, and then when I'm reading a Kindle book, inside my Kindle, I have the table of contents and then it links there to various chapters in the book. Does that happen automatically or would that be something that I'd need to set up when I was uploading that into Kindle? It's recommended that you set that up when before you do your Kindle upload. So let's say you have a Word doc and you've set it up so that your heading ones are your chapter headings, for instance. Kindle should be able to go in there and find your heading ones and understand that that's a table of contents entry. Um, if you're not getting that kind of conversion on the automatic conversion, then that's when I would recommend you get a pro in there to, to actually create that table of contents for you so that it shows up in your book. Okay, sure. And then are there any other like quirky little things that you need to look out for? I would take a, a good look at how the uh, paragraph alignment is looking. Um, 
then just make sure it's consistent. It doesn't necessarily have to be justified or, or aligned left or anything like that. You just want it to look consistent throughout the book. Um, and then also on images, images can can pose quite a quite an issue for um, an automatic conversion. In what way? Well, they could be they could be sized in the wrong way. Um, I know when Word does an HTML export, it specifies a height and width for each image as it's being exported, and sometimes that height and width is not appropriate for the screen size, so that all of those height and width designations where it's hard-coded in there, typically we'll just strip them out so that the image can be the right size or shrunk for the proper size of the screen. Okay, sure. And there's a lot of stuff that people can find on the internet about how to format their books to be able to upload them to Kindle and Barnes and & Noble and the various other places. What um, Do you have a font recommendation? I I highly recommend that people don't get too married with their fonts in their books. If, when a book goes on an e-reader, the reader has the option to change fonts pretty much at will. So I highly recommend, unless there's some hugely compelling reason that you just don't even mess with the font, you just leave it just kind of plain Jane. It could be Arial or Times New Roman, but nothing that's going to be out of the ordinary because your reader is going to go in there and have the option to change that font if they want to. Okay, and one of the reasons I think ebooks are so great, and I touched on this a bit in the beginning of the call, is about being able to use an ebook for lead generation. And one of the things I talk about with people is about if they have their book and they're talking about something and they may have a checklist in the book, that they can put a link out of their Kindle book into like to go back to their website so people can opt in to get the checklist or to find more information or to listen to a webinar or something that is referred to in the book. How easy is it to add those kinds of links and various things into the book? Oh yeah, that's a that's a piece of cake. Anytime you're linking out to anything, um, it's just a matter of putting an HTML web link in the book file and then sending them out to the appropriate page on the internet. So it's really, really simple. It's actually a great way to have stuff like bonus videos included in your ebook and then you just host the bonus video on your website so you don't have to have it in the book, book itself. Um, and then in addition to that, if you're offering extra bonus content, you can use that as part of your book marketing copy on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or iTunes. Just saying, bonus content is available um, with the purchase of this book, and then that's just another extra added bonus for the reader. Okay, and then you've started. You've brought us to a great point as well about um, what to write about your book when you upload it. So, how much space do you have to talk about? And it's fine to then add that you've got bonus content that you want to send people back to. Yeah, absolutely. That's just. Something that's an added extra for the for the reader to get excited about your book. One thing that I tell a lot of authors is that you are writing for readers, and readers like to 
read. So there's no reason to have a real teensy tiny little book description, you know, like two sentences long saying what your book is about. This is not like a 30 second elevator pitch. This is something that can be a little bit longer. You can add your bullet points or, you know, maybe a numbered list of all the things that or some of the things you're going to cover in the book. You don't have to go over all of them, but some of the, the more exciting things that you're covering in the book. And then you're going to add any information about your bonus content, um, just a little bit of information about who you are and why you're an expert in this area. So, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do in that book description, um, even to the point of adding some keywords uh, and some search, some search options in the, in the text, text itself so that people can find your book. And so with the links inside your book, do you have like a kind of recommended number? Because again, I know that I've purchased some books on Kindle and basically there's a links like um, all over the place back to like this bonus or that checklist or like do you have a like a bit of a guideline on what would be the best amount to put into your book? Well, that is a great question because I, when I put my little book out there, I got a little bit of negative feedback that I put too many spammy links in my book. And I was kind of surprised because I went over a highly technical topic in my book. And so I thought, well, you know, I'd really like, if anybody has any trouble, I would like for them to know how to get a hold of me or, you know, get some more training from or whatever so that they don't feel like I've just dropped them on their head with this very difficult concept. So what I did is I, I put a couple of links in there back to my website, you know, for more information, go here. And if you want a coupon code for this, go here. And I got some negative feedback on that. So I took out a couple of the more, what I would call the more spammy links and re-uploaded my book, which you can do that too if you have updates. So I re-uploaded my book just kind of based on um, reviewer feedback. And that's something that you, you should and you can and should be looking for is reviewer feedback. And if you can improve your book, then absolutely do it. And then you can actually add information in your book description, updated version includes blah, 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 based on reader feedback. So that's saying to your reader, I hear you, I'm interested in and getting information to you that's useful to you. So that's that's just another added bonus for them. Oh, and that's a really good idea to add that extra bit in. So how many links do you have in your book now, do you think? Um, I think probably back to my own website, I probably have like four or five. And then I do have links out to different places, like places to upload your books. So and not links to me, but links to other locations. But probably four or five linking myself. Sure. And um, and do you know how much response you've had from that, that you've had people come back to your website? I can't really, I can't really tell. It's hard to, hard to track where any of that is coming from. Great okay, question. sure. Yeah. So it might be, um, yeah, might, there might be a way to have a look at like tracking the link that you put into your book and then you can then have that be able to track that like can you put bitly type links in or do they need to be full links into your books bitly would work yeah it would that um i think bitly would work for tracking but i do know one of the things with people when i talk about their twitter bios is not to put a bitly link in there because it actually gives you more credibility if people can see the complete list link mm -hmm. that they're going to be clicking on. So it may well be in your book that 
people would be a bit dubious about clicking on a shortened link. So that may be something else to keep in mind and having a look at some different ways that you could track that. Now, so I've written my ebook, I've got it all set up and it's been uploaded onto Kindle or various other places. Now, what can I do to get the word out about my book? That is a great question. And that's actually one of the things that authors are going to have to be really, really good at in the ebook world because it's such a large market right now that it's really easy to get lost in all of the other authors that are out there. One thing that you're going to want to do is set up your own website that has to do with you and your book. And I highly recommend using your own name as the URL. Especially if you're a fiction author, um, you want your, your recognition to carry forward through any of the remaining books that you write. So first of all would be a website. Second would be Facebook. Set up a Facebook page with your name to talk about your book. And um, third would be Twitter. Um, so you're going to want to start to connect with people who are authors, who are your target market for the book. Um, so those are the, the three main areas that I would recommend starting to build a platform for yourself as an author. And then can you have a bit of a chat about the Kindle Select where people can then offer their ebook out for free for a certain period of time? Sure. Kindle Select is really kind of a lot of fun. I published my little book on Kindle Select, and it has been a really, really neat thing to watch. Um, part of the reason why I even wrote a book was just to see what Kindle Select would do, because I hadn't had much experience with that, working with with authors or for a major publisher, because like Select for people who don't have a publisher, they're self-published, and just kind of want to get their, their work out there. So what Kindle Select does is it gives you 90 days where you are exclusively distributed through Kindle. So you're going to forego all of the other outlets for at least the first 90 days. And then what they do is within that 90 days, they offer up to five days of free to anyone. So your book is free to anybody who has a Kindle, who doesn't have a Kindle, is anybody out there. So what I did, and I don't recommend doing this, I put my book out there and then I had five days at the very, very, very beginning of the sales process that were free. So what happened was, is I had really high sales the first day and they just kind of piddled out after that. So if you're going to go this route, I'd recommend spreading those five days out quite a bit. So like for instance, with Christmas coming up, I know the day of Christmas and the day after Christmas will be huge, huge for ebook downloads. So if I had done it right, I would have waited for the day after Christmas or the day of Christmas or both, like one or both of those days free, and then just kind of see what happens and um, go from there. The cool thing about those free days is it spikes your, your um, ranking in sales for then until several days after. So what happens is your free day will have huge downloads of free books, and then that will carry forward and um, increase your paid book sales later on. So it can be a really, really gr great way to get your name out there, especially if you don't have a platform yet. And then it's my understanding that you can do those 90 days over and over and over again. You, it's not that you can do that 90 days once and not do it again. Is that correct? That is correct. You have the, the initial 90 days that you are signed up for. 
And then after that, it, it just renews automatically unless you tell it to stop. Okay, and then the but the kind of catch, so to speak, with that is that you can't have that book available anywhere else on the web. That is correct. Yes. Okay, and then like outside of the questions that I've asked you and what we've already talked about, as we're kind of coming to the end, can you? Is there anything else that you think is really important to share that we haven't talked about yet? Well, I think one thing that authors need to know is that it is so much easier now to get published than it ever has been in the past. And the the market is, is absolutely wide open. Ebooks right now are huge. They are selling like crazy. And even if you if you don't think that you could ever go with a publisher or tra traditional publisher, this is absolutely now the time to get an ebook out there because there's just so much going on with it. Sales are are just amazing. Um, people, they tend to be a little bit afraid of the whole process. And really, once you've written your manuscript, the, that's the hardest part. The, the easy part is yet to come. <laughs> it's really not that hard to, to get a manuscript formatted for ebook and out there on the outlets. And then just as a final thought before we go, can you tell me if I have my had my ebook done and maybe had it professionally formatted to go up onto Kindle, how difficult is it then if I decide that I want to print off a couple of those books? That's kind of a whole nother process from there. Um, CreateSpace is set up along with Amazon, it's, it's a subsidiary of Amazon, and CreateSpace does print-on-demand publishing. So basically what that means is your book is out there in print format and available for sale through Amazon. It looks like it's in stock all the time, and you've got Amazon, which is the biggest marketplace out there. So what Amazon does is anytime it gets an order for that book, it will literally go and print that book, one copy or two copies of that book, and it will ship it to your customer. So that is probably the easiest way ever to get a print book done. The catch with CreateSpace is that you will be creating for CreateSpace as if you were creating for a traditional publisher. So you want to be very uh, pay very close attention to the print book formatting. It really needs to be done in InDesign, um, professional if you can if you can manage it, and then your cover design needs to be done according to CreateSpace's specs. So you're probably going to want to hire a a book designer for the the interior and the cover. Um, from that point, you set up your CreateSpace account, you upload your two different PDFs, one for the cover, one for the interior, and from there you get a, um, you get a couple of advanced copies of your book, and then from there it's ready to sell. So it's not a huge process, it's just that um, most likely you're going to want to enlist the help of professionals to get your, um, your print formats ready to go for you. Sure. So that was kind of my question, um, and thank you for giving us all of that detail. But it was so we can't just take our ebook that we've got on Kindle and then get it printed out. There's a whole other series of things that we would need to do to have that then become a physical book. That is correct. That's correct. A lot of people can they will take their Word doc and they will upload it to 
create space and then, you know, kind of put their own cover together and and put that out there and create space. But I'm here to tell you that you know when you have picked up one of those books. You just don't get the high level of expertise that you would hope that you would see from a, a traditional publisher or traditional printer. You really want to invest in, um, in professional services to get those done properly. Okay, sure. All right, perfect. Well, Lisa, thank you ever so much for being here and I'm sure that you've inspired people to go out and write themselves an e-book and get that up on Kindle because it really isn't that difficult to do. And except um, for like the the cover design and maybe getting reaching out to someone to get help you get the formatting done and the conversion into an e-book, then the re it's not a very costly expedition for you to be able to do that, which is a great thing for business owners to be easily be able to become authors in the field. So again, I just want to really thank you, Lisa, for spending the time with us today. Oh, thank you, Stephen. sorry. I'm so sorry. Before we go, the one thing we need to do is let people know where they can find you. So where are people able to, um, if they want to connect with you, where's the best place to do that? Probably the best place would be on my website is www.ebookconverting.com or if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm at ebookconverting um, on, yes, ebookconverting on Facebook and that'll be my page. Okay, perfect. And so thank you again, Lisa. Thank you, Stacey. It's been a pleasure. Comments or questions about today's show can be left at authorplatformsuccessshow.com and on there you'll find the links to all of our social media networks. You can find me on Twitter at at Stacey L. Myers and you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Stacey L. Myers. You can also subscribe to our show in iTunes just do a search for Author Platform Success Show. Until next time.